Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Coastline Covenant podcast. I just want to say thank you to everybody who came up to me this week or sent an email or a text about the first two episodes. It's really awesome to hear people responding positively to something that we have so much fun doing. So hope that you continue to enjoy the podcast. I think if you liked the first two, you'll absolutely love this episode. Uh, It's me and Garrick, Rochelle, and Michael talking about our first service as a church, our first launch service, if you will. We talk about kind of the structure of the day leading up to Sunday. We talked a lot about kind of the ins and outs, what we sense was happening spiritually. And then we have a chance to hear from Rochelle talk about the unique place that she has in all this, where she's actually not in the services with us. She's experiencing a different kind of movement of this spirit in children's. So if you went to our service on Sunday, you will absolutely love this podcast. But if you didn't end up going, you will still definitely get something out of it. I mean, if you get Garrick and Michael and Rochelle talking about something, it's going to end up being really good and really edifying. So I hope you enjoy this episode and make sure you subscribe. You like the podcast wherever you get podcasts. We are up on Apple and Spotify now wherever you're listening to this. And we have a lot of fun stuff planned for the summer for the podcast. So make sure you are listening and you subscribe. Thanks. How long should church be? (laughs) Church should be as long as the spirit is moving. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) If the spirit has left, we should too. If the spirit's still working, we should linger a little bit. Do you think on Sunday the spirit was out there like, all right, let's eat some hot dogs. (laughs) Like, come on, guys. We're done. We're ready to do this. I think what was happening in the room made the patio. I don't think the patio just happened. I think we set a platform, and that is powerful, but the worship that happened and the whole service empowered the platform. The patio was just an excuse and a platform, but everybody brought what they just received to the patio. That's good. Yep. Man, I wish... uh Wish we would have saved that for the patio portion of the conversation. Hey, we can, we'll bring that back around. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about the yeah. patio. Back to yeah. that. Normally, the warm up conversation isn't like that. <laughs> Normally, it's like, what's your favorite episode of Friends? <laughs> can I talk about how you guys have like the most amazing plants in your house? Okay, so hi, welcome to the Coastline <laughs> Podcast. Um, just first of all, this is the third one we've done of these. And response over the weekend, I mean, I think people mostly reached out to me, but we got some really awesome feedback from you guys for listening. So thank you. I'm talking to the viewers, but I'm looking at the people around my coffee table. Yeah, I connected with two people last week that had listened to it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I'm super excited. And as long as that's the response, we're going to keep doing it. And we have some really fun stuff planned. Uh, I can drop a little hint. I don't even think you know this yet. Next week's episode will be an interview with fellow Covenant Church planter John McDonald. Nice. So that will be sweet. Dude, that'll be so fun. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming over actually, and we're gonna we're gonna chat. That's he'll, awesome. He'll be in town. So yeah, that's, get excited for that. He he's an incredibly smart, just capable guy, and he's got a cool story. But right now we're telling the story of Coastline. We're at my house. We just had a meeting at Hi Fi Coffee in Redondo Beach. Shout out Hi Fi. And Michael was commenting on my plants, and I'm I'm excited for more compliments. Please. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's probably compliments to your wife who 100%. who clearly is the curator of the plants in your house. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, she was telling me about her plant babies and how she likes them. Yeah. So, but you got some cool plants, dude. Like you got some some cactuses, some 
some kind of other succulents mm-hmm. and, and then some plants that look like flowers or feathers over there. Mm-hmm. Just really yeah. cool stuff. I think Megan is the direct. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a trash can, <laughs> trash truck outside. <laughs> I think Megan is the director of vibe of your house. Oh, no question. She's yeah. a director of vibe of my life. <laughs> <laughs> director of vibe of my life. That's As good. it should be. Well, um, we are just wanting to have a conversation. You heard last week us talking about launching, and then this weekend we launched. And so we're a couple of days out from launch. And so I just wanted to grab part of the team. Sean's not here. He, uh, he sustained an injury this morning, and we wa- he wanted to go rest, which is great. I hope he feels better. Not to not to out Sean. <laughs> I feel like. pray, pray for him. Yeah, in pray case for you're wondering, it was it didn't involve a stingray, so we're oh, we're okay. Oh, deep yeah, cut, okay. deep cut. But um, I wanted to gather the team and just kind of process Sunday. And I know our people had a good time. I think we did too. So, walk me through Sunday for you guys. How did it feel to be doing church again? And did you guys have the experience that I had, where it was eleven o'clock on a Sunday, and you weren't in trouble for not being at church? <laughs> How were you guys on Sundays? I guess that's the question I'm asking. Well, um, my, my Sunday was great. I, um, yeah, I got up and I, I started, uh, just working on coastline stuff. (laughs) It was a very coastline filled day, um, for me, but it was really good. Um, what was really cool is I walked in the doors actually before I walked in the doors of the church, I, I park and I have, a, just a car filled with new gear that we've been acquiring for tech reasons for the band and whatnot. We did a fir- our first first full band this last weekend. And so I have my whole car just filled with stuff. And, and I call our, our tech guy, Mike, Hey Mike, um, you here? Yes. Okay, great. Hey, can you come out to the curb? I need some help. The entire tech team, all five of them all come out to the curb to come escort me in with the gear. I like carried my backpack. They're already there. <laughs> they were carrying That's all the so speakers rad. and all the big stuff. And I, I was just, it just was kind of this, it was a really cool moment of like, okay, I've got a team. And this is a really great team. And this is a team that's willing to show up early before I even get there. So cool. And then like meet me out at the curb to help so that I don't have to do it on my own. So it was just a, it was like the very first experience of the day was team. It was really cool. Awesome. That's great. Rochelle Garrick. How was Sunday? Uh, I think my Sunday was a little, I don't know, my whole weekend felt a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, a lot of equipment, like things to buy and, and stuff like that to get the classrooms ready. Um, yeah, you went on like an iPad journey last week. I just drive all the way to LA. Yeah, it was the whole <laughs> thing. But, you know, the iPads are going to get used. To get iPads. To right? get iPads. But they wouldn't link with the printers. Yeah. <laughs> Not to bring up a sore subject, but I think I it's just... good for people to get kind of a, a peak under the hood. Absolutely. Because they get to see kind of the finished yeah. product Sunday. <laughs> they don't know the like angst that happen on Thursday yeah. to make Sunday happen. It's crazy when printers don't, they don't like, the printer that we need to use doesn't like iPad yeah. stuff. Mm. So, um what world do we live in where you have to drive to LA to get an iPad? Oh, so I think what it is, I think <laughs> that there's a, a bit of a shortage on certain things because mm. I, that was the only place that had them where I could go and pick them up that day. And then there was a back order where it was, it would have taken weeks. Yeah. To Maybe get them. like graduation gifts. Yeah. Graduation. Yeah. COVID. Or COVID. And, and like COVID. Not, there's, there's a, lots the, of stuff that's shipping that's not coming oh, oh, in. Oh, 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 I was like, because of COVID people And the microchips. There's a microchip shortage right now. Well, because they're all in our arms. 
Hunter. Okay. <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> Wow. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, just just for everybody who's listening. He's he's joking. So Rochelle had a busy week leading up to it. And Sunday, I and I, I sp- you know, we'll have some space a little bit later on to hear specifically about yeah. children's because I'm yeah. I'm really excited as I'm launching a ministry this it was, week. It was so good. Cool. That's awesome. Garrick, Sunday. Yeah. Um Gotta be honest, it's still a weird thing for me not to get up early Sunday morning and do right. kind of like plan and be part of church. Um, so I still find myself, um, we were actually on a journey to, uh, pick up a, a new used car and, uh, we were driving down to pick it up and I thought, this is just weird. It's like Sunday at 10, 10 and I'm not doing something for a church service. Um, so it just takes a while to adjust. And then the other piece that's interesting is like, I think, I don't know how it is for the congregants, but, or for you guys, but like I feel like I'm gonna I have to like build muscles to this like four and six o'clock rhythm. Absolutely. Because oh, I think yeah, four o'clock sure. and six o'clock on Sunday, mm-hmm. as far as like working, is usually kind of like a relax mode. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, my brain's kind of half on, I'm kind of lingering around, kind of resting. And like, no, like two o'clock happens and we need to start thinking about service. And Michael's already been in for an hour or two, and Rochelle's been in and like, you've just got to be, you were there, Hunter, at like 1 or one thirty. So I just found myself, even as I was trying to do announcements, like, I had to tell myself, like, focus, focus, like, you're on, like, this moment. Um, so I think it's just going to take us a while as a team and for our, you know, our ministers, our volunteers as well to just be like, hey, it's Thursday at 4 and 6, and it's a great time to have a service, but you've got you've to focus in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny. You know, the opposite has happened, I think, for most of us and most of the people listening. You have Sunday church in the morning and then you have the rest of your Sunday to decompress. Yeah. But what does it look like to decompress for a Sunday day and then ramp up at night? You know, you come home at eight o'clock, eight thirty. And you're like, what are we doing next? Like, are we going to lunch? Are we going to are we going to in and out right now? Like, let's just go. That's the moment that I had. I was like. Okay, I can't go to sleep yet. Yeah. Like why are we not why are we not all hanging out and doing doing something after church? Yeah. Which was funny. Yeah. So we we launched four and six. Four o'clock, I thought, was so awesome. Michael, walk me through your kind of mentality with the full band. Cause we've done a couple previous services at St. Andrews where we haven't done full band. This week we had it, I mean, it was jacked. I loved it. <laughs> what were what were some of the things that you loved about having a full band this week? Yeah, well, let's let's first. I think I want to talk about why we waited so long to get full band because we've had a team that's just an, an awesome worship team that's like literally already in place. We have, you know, twenty volunteers that are just waiting to be put in. You know, put me in, coach, and they're they're awesome. But there's been there's been kind of an intentional effort to start slowly. Um, actually, the the covenant denomination just keeps encouraging us like, don't go for the the highest quality of everything right away. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, find, try to be sustainable, um, figure out a way to, to be sustainable as a church, um, before we go for the highest excellence, you know, pull out all the stops right away. And so that being said, I also just have a a heart to, for worship to be, um, just not dependent on a full band that you don't have to have a full band for worship to be awesome. Um, that it can just be um, quiet and it can be acoustic and reflective. Um, and it can even be boisterous when it's not full band too. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, um, 
when it when it's a, a, a you know an acoustic set that it's not celebratory. But that being said, I just wanted to start us from a more in a more humble place, um, in a place of just listen. It's not about all the instruments and all the people. It's about just worshiping God. That's one of our key. Um, values as a church is being holy worshiping uh, people that are holy worshiping. So anyway, so that's why we've kind of taken all this time to get here to this point. But that being said, I, I love playing with the full band. It's like where my heart sings. It's where I'm meant to be. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm in my, my special place when I'm playing with a band. <laughs> so like it, it is, yeah, it's like some people like walks on the beach. I like playing with a band. So awesome. it, no, honestly, it's like the teamwork element of it. The, the like reading each other's minds and playing together. It's just, yeah, riffing off each other. It's just one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. And then doing that with Jesus in the spirit and with a congregation filled with people, it's just, I can't even, it's my favorite thing. So that being said, it was amazing. I had a very, very fun time. I had a really awesome band and they were really, really fun to play with. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. I was worried that it was going to be like crazy, crazy loud. (laughs) So I was, luckily we had our sound guy up there like helping make things okay. But, um, you know, going from a couple of, I mean, honestly, like months of just quiet worship to like full band, I was worried that people would be like plugging their ears and like, no. Right. So, and Garrick, I know you love worship. Yes. Everybody knows that about yep. you. Um, and when was the last time you were in a room with a full band worshiping? That's a really good question. In a room, yeah, like what we had. On uh, that Sunday. would have been like March seventh of twenty twenty, right? Probably. <laughs> so, or? what was that experience like for you as someone who connects so much in corporate worship? You said that last yeah. time you spoke. Yeah, um, it was really, really rich, and, and I think mm. I'd put it in language of there's kind of an intangible um, aspect to kind of the culture and ethos of a room when it's gathering, and I felt like you know back in where we were before our previous church. I felt that I experienced that most weeks, right? Where I felt like I have a sense that the people are gathered, their hearts are open, the Lord is here, and we are worshiping him together, and he is at work in our minds and in our hearts. Um, And I I think there was just that element of, for me, I, I experienced that, in that same kind of like full band, um, really going after it kind of manner. It was there for me in the preview services, I think in different ways. And it was like, um, just enjoying worship. Like Michael said, it doesn't have to be loud to be, to be productive of what the Lord wants to do. Um, but I feel like the first couple preview services, uh, the spirit of the people, right? Their excitement over, we're gathered. This is going to be amazing. Uh, did a lot for my own heart, and I think that's important for the community to know. Like, they, as they come and as they engage, they're carrying their staff along, right? It's not just the staff. Like, hey, we've set a platform and set a table, and now you come in and receive. Like, you come in and participate, and you mm-hmm. help set yeah. the collective table for everybody to enjoy the work that God wants to do. So, it was really rich. I love. I love. I love what's happening on the back set of our service time. Yeah. That response time. Um, and maybe I'm leaping forward with where we want to go in the podcast, but I'm just going to go there. No, that's great. Like, I really feel like Lord is leading us into something that is deep and rich and mm. giving people an intentional time to kind of respond to word and spirit after they've heard the message. And yeah. then that leading us into worship. I feel like that's going to be a, 
an ethos, a culture creating moment of coastline that's going to set us apart a little bit from where we came from and maybe other churches kind of in the area. Um, I just feel like the, the Lord is setting that up. And part of it is how God has gifted Michael. I watch Michael and I feel like he is in his most like gifted moment of like, God has created me for this because he has the freedom to lead us where he was planning or to go off script as he kind of sees God, you know, uh, speaking into his mind and heart and giving him thoughts and ideas as to what would be best in this moment. And so we're still learning how to do that, you know, like how do we follow along in that from like a tech standpoint, but from a community standpoint, we're there. Like we were following him at both the four and the six, you know, and even though the six is a little bit smaller, like they were just in it. And that is just so it's exciting. Like I said in our staff meeting today, like I feel like I am meeting a new Michael. Like there's a whole nother aspect of Michael. It's like another gear that I'm like, oh, you have this gear that I haven't seen. And I am so excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, does that track with you? Yeah, well, honestly, like I feel super complimented. I guess I'm I'm a geary guy. Got a lot of gears. <laughs> Put me up to eleven, baby. Um, yeah. Nice. Mountain yeah. bike. Yeah, mountain bike. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I I mean, and I feel a lot of what you're saying, Garrick. Just the sense of there's a lot of freedom in this season, um, and I and I feel that, um, and not freedom to like go crazy, but just freedom to like to to say, all right, spirit, where are you going? And I might be wrong, but. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to trust. I'm, I'm going to step out and um, maybe this is the right song. Maybe it's not. I could be wrong. And mm-hmm. sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm not. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think it's just the coolest thing to be in a season where we aren't so, um, what's cool is that, that we're not so worried about time, though we are trying to be respectful of time. We're mm-hmm. also not so worried about time that it, that it, oh no, if the Spirit's putting a new song on my heart, ah, we can't do it because of time. Mm-hmm. Time is not the dictator in this new season, um, though we're being respectful of time. It's yep. not the dictator. Yep. So that's been really good for me. And, and you guys have honestly created a, a really, just you've been encouraging me along as I've been trying to take risks. You've mm-hmm. been encouraging me along. And I think Coastline, part of our ethos is trying to take risks, trying to be people who are not just kind of looking at, at what we've done in the past and just replicating that, but saying, Lord, we maybe you want to do something new in this season, new in this church, new in who we are. Let's take that risk. So yes, it tracks with me a ton. Um, and and yeah, I, I just got to say, you know, um, that... That 6 p.m. service, it, it's it's looking smaller right now um, uh, in attendance than our earlier service, but it is boisterous. It's awesome. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm, I'm like looking at people and it's like, they're just so self-led. It's just like, I don't have to do anything. They're just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if the lyrics are on the screen or not. They're just like, we're going. Um, and I know, and let me speak to that just for just one second, the whole lyrics on the screen thing. I, you know, I think, I think it's going to take us some time um, to grow into a place where lyrics on the screen aren't something that we have to have. Um, because I think, you know, it's a lot when I'm playing new songs and I think we're still, we're still creating a repertoire of songs as coastline. And yeah. th- I mean, this is our first weekend. How, how could we have a repertoire yet? You know, but as we like continue to get a repertoire and as we continue to build up kind of those muscles as a church, um, the lyrics on the screen are just going to become kind of a, a background thing. Um, and, and I think, um, that's my hope is that we can kind of 
uh, while, while supporting our people with lyrics and trying to do our best with tech, also not be reliant on that or allowing lyrics to be the dictator of, are we going to go into a deep place of worship or not today? Yeah. Um, so I know it's culture shaping, it's shifting for all of us. It's stretching, it's stretching for me, but, um, I'm just super excited for where we're going. Yeah. I could listen to you two talk about this Amen. forever. You know? <laughs> Rashawn and I are just like, you guys want to keep going? We'll, yeah, we'll, head I mean, we'll go we sit over leave. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought Sean did a great job, you know, highlighting kind of the vision statement of Coastline. And I know we're going to talk about mission statement this week, or am I flipping those? No, you got it right. Okay. Yeah, we just did vision and we're doing mission this week. To live as God's beloved family, inviting all to experience Jesus. And yep. what I loved is that we actually did that in mm. between the services. We had the hot dogs on the patio. Um, we had more than hot dogs, but we, I mean, we ran out of hot dogs ice pretty cream. fast. Oh, we had ice cream as well. Chips. And chips, yep. shirts, yep. all that fun stuff. Yep. What was your guys' favorite part about the patio? Oh, man. Do you want to want to start? I, I might yeah. talk for a while. Uh, I mean, I think for me, coming down after being in kids' classrooms and dismissing, walking down and seeing all of the people and mingling and you know, hugging and, and saying hi and eating and, you know, eating a meal together. And it was, there was so much happening, um, that especially coming out of the last year that we've had, it just felt like home. Like Mm -hmm. it felt really good to see everybody, um, in a very, just kind of stripped down natural, um, just enjoying each other's company, um, kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, that felt like it made the whole, the whole time. I yeah. Mean, that was the win for me. Yeah. I think I, exa- I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing this. We're family. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. And the hot dogs are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shout out to Mike and Leanne de la Pena. Yeah. Like, Pretty last they, minute. Yeah. Very last minute, but so willing and love to bless people with food and uh, love to see that kind of community that gets forged because of that service. So they they did a tremendous job, um, and yeah, I I you guys have said it. Like I think it was one of the highlights of our launch weekend. Uh, people are hungry to connect and get to know each other, and there was just a very warm and friendly, loving environment out there on that patio. It's such a great space, and I felt like we did a great job setting the table, and then God's people just went after it. And I think the funnest part for me was like connecting people to people, like yeah. meeting people and saying, Hey, so-and-so, do you know so-and-so and connecting them and then walking away and looking for other people to connect because, um, that space was great. And we're aware that we need to continue to create spaces like that for coastline to be what we want it to be. Right. Where mm. people get an opportunity to meet people because, um, for some people, I mean, it was tremendous, right? And I'm imagining for others, it was a little bit daunting or yeah. scary. Even though it was warm and welcoming and food was there, it's always hard to extend yourself um, and harder for others you know, than for some. Um, but I felt like we did such a great job being present and paying attention to people. I know I connected with one gal who was there um, at our last service for the first time. She brought her husband. They connected with other people. I was able to connect them with my mom, who had connected <laughs> with her a couple weeks ago, and just, just really fun. Like, yeah. and I think the other piece that Sean mentioned in his sermon, like, it really is intergenerational, yeah. right? I mean, we had children running around. We had students That's there, cool. junior hires and high schoolers. 
Um, we had young adults and young marrieds and mm -hmm. folks like me, middle age, and then folks, you know, um, more toward retirement years. Um, and it just, it, it felt like kind of fully family, which was yeah. great. I, I, I wish we could do that every week. Just kind of have like a patio party. Yeah. Or second Sunday, That's as I've been calling great. it. Second Sunday. Patio party sounds fun. Yeah. I know. I'm really into alliteration yes. when we do these things. <laughs> yes. yes, Patio you are. party. Second Sunday patio party. <laughs> Fully family. I, I think we could just do patio party. I don't think we need to limit it to second Sunday patio party. Yeah. Because then, well, yeah, then we'll do them every that Sunday. That happens on Super Sunday. Super Sunday. What if we had a patio party that was the silent disco? Oh, then, I mean, come on. Oh, what could be come better? On. What could be better? <laughs> I know a guy who has some. Oh, my gosh, yes. You know? yeah. Gary, what up, Gary? Yeah, hey, <laughs> we, got, we got an opportunity for you, brother. <laughs> a business opportunity. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, I guess that was kind of a question I had. Kind of, like For someone who's listening who is like, that was so nerve-wracking to go out and to see all the people there talking. It felt mm. like such high energy. What would you say to someone listening? Like, I want to be fully family, but like that is a, a really daunting thing for me to jump into. Yeah. Yeah. I think my encouragement would be internal first and then external. And what I mean by that is to recognize the internal angst happening within you right. as you approach that patio and to recognize it's normal and natural. And it's yeah, not something yeah. to run from, right? For most people, I think that's a common experience of, am I going to stand here by myself? Am I going to be received? Is mm, this going to be yeah. really awkward? Um, you know, there's all kind of like, you're stepping in, anytime you're stepping in a new space, you're worried about what's going to go wrong. And you're not necessarily thinking about like, hey, what's going to go well? So I think encouraging people that feel that kind of nervous or anxiety over it to recognize it and go, okay, and then just to normalize it. Um, and then that's kind of the internal. Be, be self-aware. Don't run from it. Lean into it. Because in, I'm, I'm going to broaden it out spiritually. Um, the places that I'm naturally kind of nervous or anxious about, when I lean into them, I find that God shows up. And so really you're that's saying, good. I'm going to lean into a place where I'm scared because a place where I'm scared and taking risk, I'll actually talk about that this week, places where I'm willing to take risk because I can't do it on my own are places that God shows up. So even in simple, something as simple as like eating a hot dog on a patio, God can show up there. So internal and then external, you've got to just like, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to introduce myself to somebody or I'm going to stand and, and hear, even though it's awkward, and trust that God is going to bring somebody across my path for me to make a connection. Um, and if all else fails on that, I love meeting new people. Just and I Derek. am totally willing to be somebody's safety blanket. Like, come find me. Come talk to me. I love talking to new people. And just know that I will love to connect you with other people and then walk away. So if you come <laughs> find me and then I connect you with somebody and walk away, know that I love you. I'm just helping you. And then I'm looking for somebody else to help. It's like a magician. You like performing <laughs> magic and turn around, it's gone. Yeah, where presto. Yeah, where did he go? Garrick hasn't been at this church for 50 years. <laughs> That's so good funny. advice. That's yeah, good advice. I, go ahead, Rochelle. Sorry. You. Um, and I just think we ha we also have amazing volunteers who, oh. and we're continuing to like work with them and build that team up so that they're really thinking, who can I say hi to? Who can I welcome? Who can I connect with other people? And so as, yep. I mean, as we continue it's just going to get dialed in yep. even more. And yep. so I'm just really thankful for, for those people who've been just so willing to jump in and 
yeah, go for it. For sure. I mean, find Pam, find Rick, find Claire. I mean, there's a bunch of people on the welcome team, yeah. you know, Kathy and others that will yeah. just want want to jump in and and connect. So, yeah, yeah. and if I could I could say one last thing too, yeah. like <laughs> one of the super cool things for me this weekend was from a connections team standpoint, so parking and sign setup and set up and tear down and atmosphere and the greeting team and the ushers like those guys just did a tremendous job this week i just want to give them a shout out because there's a lot of work a lot of energy uh, happens and it's this reminder of this is why we didn't launch way back in january because Mm. it takes all of this (laughs) and we still have need and so if you're listening to this like there is an opportunity for you to jump in and be part of one of these teams but the folks that are on the team right now not only are they doing a, a killer job but they're doing it with with you know, just God's joy and his mm. heart, which is just awesome. So if you were part of a team that helped out and even in children's, right? Yeah. Like just, we want to thank you. You guys, yeah, you guys sure. are crushing it. And, and too, I would say the patience that you guys have shown us, um, has been really helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I know that we're all kind of running around being like, okay, we have to create every system that exists. <laughs> yeah. And, um, just knowing that you guys are, are really kind of for us and, and, and with us and, and helping to relieve some of that burden, but also being patient yes. um, with us and yeah. with systems us. don't Systems don't always work, right? Like as you're yeah. trying to start them, like yeah. the, the debacle of this week is, you know, we can find a church to rent and we can <laughs> find office space to rent, <laughs> but we can't rent a printer. We can't a get copier, a copier. Copy we machine. Can't, we can't, yeah. We're not qualified. We're not qualified to, to uh, lease a copier, apparently. We even might though we not have, be able to pay for it. We, we have enough money in the bank probably to buy 10 or 20 of them, but we can't get okay to lease one. So crazy. It, that's weird. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so I just wanted to speak a little bit to that. What you, what you were saying, Hunter, about like, what would you say to somebody who's out on the patio piece? What I want to say is that, first of all, it's not just about like feeling like you belong, right? Like when you're in a new space and you're and and it's like, man, I don't know where I fit. That's part of it, of course. But it's not. I think what we're trying to create there isn't just that we're actually I think it's it's helpful to know as the person who's like, man, this is hard. Like there's all these people I don't know or maybe people that I'm kind of familiar with. I've seen before, but I don't you know, it's like I've never really become friends with that person yet but now they're a part of my church community. Like I, I think for, for those people, it's helpful to know that there's a greater value in this that we hold as a church, which is fully family. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before, mm-hmm. we've got our boldly biblical spirit seeking holy worshiping and fully family. For us, what we were doing out on the patio is it's, it's more than just, hey, let's have hot dogs because that's fun and let's celebrate because that's fun. There actually mm-hmm. is a spiritual value there that we yeah, want to hold as a church yeah. of being fully family and getting to know each other. And right now as a church, we're just getting started. I mean, we we intend there to be a discipleship pathway eventually where we've got life groups and we've got, you know, just a way for people to get involved together and be family, you know, kind of strategically through the church. But right now we're just throwing, <laughs> we're, we're doing hot dogs. <laughs> you know I mean? That's, that's what we're doing. And, and well, and... And this is, here's the thing. It's not just this last weekend that this, that this goes to, this goes to you every single weekend when we do our four minutes of family and you're like, oh my gosh, who do I go talk to? What do I do? This feels fake. This feels weird. You know, I I feel like how, how do I have a a connecting conversation with someone in, in, in three to four minutes? I mean, I just think for you to understand that this is part of who we want to be. It's Mm -hmm. not just kind of a task we want you to go through, but this is part of 
taking risks and being who we want to be as a community when we spend a whole four minutes talking to somebody, you know? So I just, I think it's helpful to know that it's not just kind of the the ancillary task of trying to find someone that you can, uh, trying to find someone you can talk to. It's, there's a, there's a greater purpose here, a greater spiritual purpose behind why we're asking people to go beyond their comfort zone. And it's hard. It's hard for some. And I think that is such a helpful reminder because I can imagine that some people who have been with us since the launch are like, why do we keep saying fully family? Why do we keep saying boldly biblical? Like, why do we keep hammering these things? And it's because, you know, if this is going to be who we are and part of our DNA, like we need to know them as staff, but our people need to know them as well. And it needs to be ingrained in their DNA as well. And so Mm -hmm. like Rochelle was saying, like there's a deeper purpose, like there's in this stage of church, at Coastline, there's a deeper purpose to everything we're doing. Yeah. It's to get Coastline in your DNA. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that Sunday was really good. Not in like a creepy way. No, no, <laughs> not in like a creepy way. Not back to microchips, not like that. Not, not in that way. But in, yeah. no, so, so if you were to be talking to someone, say on your Frank list or in your community, what's your church all about? Oh, th- this is what we're all about. If and, someone and, doesn't know, what does Frank list mean? Uh, friends, relatives, acquaintances, Neighbors, coworkers. Yep, nailed it. Frank list. Frank yep. from Father of the Bride list. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the the running joke. Uh, but I, I wanted to highlight real quick before before we end that a, a vital part of being fully family is children. In yeah, families. it is. It's good. <laughs> yep. I don't have to convince some of us here. Uh, and we launched children's. You know, kind of throughout the launch team, there was like we're at the Lambert's house. You're jumping on the trampoline. You're hanging out mm-hmm. on the jungle gym. But like. This week we were in classrooms and yeah. we were all that. And, you know, the the rub about doing church this way is that Michael Garrick and I are talking about experience that was happening and then a simultaneous, just as valid, incredibly spiritual mm-hmm. experience is happening somewhere else that we don't yeah. get to experience. Yep. And so yeah. I, I wanted to give Rochelle some space to just talk about how did it go? How was the launch? And what what's something that maybe you learned this week that you're excited to keep yeah. Uh, having happen in the weeks to come. I think I left this week feeling so incredibly um, impressed and thankful um, for our junior high and high school uh, volunteers because some of these kids have been serving um, or have been serving with me at some capacity for a few years and some for the first time. Um, and yet they're so capable and they're so incredibly gifted. Um, and I'm just like, I'm really excited about that. Um, I think they just bring so much life to the ministry. Um, and yet at the same time, I think obviously we're still kind of figuring it out and, um, figuring out the rooms and the spaces and where to put the tables and what's going to be the best, I mean, logistical stuff. Right. Um, but as far as like ministry goes, I think, um, we had a couple, like the 4 PM, we had classes that were some classes that were pretty much full, um, capacity. Um, so and rad. so now we're just going to try to adjust and tweak a little bit so that it's controlled chaos. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I'm excited for this. This summer we're doing, uh, we have a, each month is a different kind of aspect of Jesus. So um, this is Jesus's healer. Next mm. month is going to be Jesus's teacher. And then the month after that is Jesus as miracle worker. And so uh, this summer is going to be really awesome for yeah, them. You're excited. As far as just going straight into back to back to back to back, to, like seeing all the things that Jesus is and, and does for us. So 
Um, yes. And the second part of this is I, we still need, um, volunteers. And right now it's, I'm the biggest need is for people who can serve this summer as backup. Like I, we call you if, cause people go on vacation. That's just what happens over the summer as they should. Um, but we, we need, I need probably 10, 10 to 15 people who can just be called on a whim to be filled into to any classroom um, because yeah, that's an important piece of it. So uh, if you're interested, you know, someone <laughs> let me, let me know, come talk to me, come find me. Love it. Um, yeah, because that's good. And I am actually going to be going on a, a mini sabbatical for the month of July. Um, so just be praying, praying for me for that. Cause I think uh, launching everything and then leaving feels wrong. <laughs> I don't, but I also know it's very much needed um, for my own kind of spiritual health at this point. Um, so I'm excited for the team and just getting the team up and up and running. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be done. But it's been it's been good seeing kids back in the classroom, and they're really excited to be back to be at church and everything's new. Um, and yeah, it's just good. Just, just good. Yeah. yeah, big smile on her face. Yeah, yeah. And if I could speak in just for a second for somebody who who heard your words and didn't understand that, because it does, it seems counterintuitive to be like, "Hey, you got hired, and we're launching, and then you're going to leave for a month." Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Let, let, let me explain that just for a second because I want to remind people that in spiritual leadership, you're always leading from the inside out. And um, what's happening with us internally is so significant to what God can do in and through us. And just recognizing that that, uh, all of us come uh, from a season of... Uh, hardship and a little bit of crazy. Yeah, um, it was. And just hard. needing this time that even we let our launch team through of needing to just rest in the Lord mm-hmm. and work through anything that's kind of a residue and release it to Him, and that we're ready when you know to go go after this thing mm-hmm. with open hands mm-hmm. and to keep those open hands with the Lord. Sometimes you've got to do a little back work, and so mm-hmm. we were intentional about. All timing. of us, you know, taking that space. And so when we, when Rochelle, you got hired, we communicated, we yeah. know you need this space. And we really felt like this was the best time we could give you this space. So just trying to understand a little bit of the philosophy behind yes. it. There's a, there's a reason behind it that's going to pay tremendous dividends out into the future. Yep. It's going to make July a little bit intriguing, but <laughs> trust me, we're going to love it come October, November. Yeah. 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 Good word. Well, Guys, thanks so much for jumping in. And so fun. I had so much fun on Sunday. Yeah. I had so much fun. It, it was, was it was, was really fun. It's it's really exciting. You know, we we make the digital worship folders and um Megan's taking a picture. That's funny. Uh we we make the digital worship folders and the way that it's set up on my computer, there the back page is always there's always like a blank back page, and so I can't delete it. And so when I was making it this week, I was like, I gotta put some like message back there or something. And I just put uh, thanks for joining us. Hope you join us next week and every week after that. Nice. And that's definitely how I feel. Like I am so excited that we're here and we're launched and we're rolling. I yeah. think that's gonna be our our um our our like coastline podcast tagline at the end. Oh, hope you join us next week and every week after that. <laughs> Thank you. Bam, baby. That's, Bam. Good. Dude, that's a good yeah. one. That's good. That's good. It's All a right. good, good, good capture. Can Do I it. can I say one last word, please? Oh, just to encourage yeah. people. Come check out the sex. Yeah. Because here's also what's going on. Like 
Michael has run through and done a, done the worship set. The teacher has gone through his sermon once. So I'm thinking about Sean's sermon at six. And I just know from like our previous experience, right? Like there's just a little bit more freedom. Um, mm-hmm. You're just a little bit more aware of what you want to do. And so you're a little bit more relaxed. And there's just something really dynamic. Not that the four, the four is great and awesome too, but there's something kind of unique about the six as far as from a leadership standpoint as it's your second time through that I think creates some pretty dynamic opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I know like looking at our last service, not only were people like worshiping, like we already mentioned, but I felt like Sean also kind of kicked it into another little spot, another little rhythm that I'm like, oh, this is new. This wasn't around at four o'clock. Um, so anyway, just to encourage people, like mm-hmm. there, there's some there's some gifts of each service. And yes. I think that's one of the gifts of the six o'clock. So I wanted to highlight yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. think as we move forward with children's, with students, mm-hmm. with everything, like every piece of coastline will develop its own culture. Yeah. yeah. And that's not, you know, restricted to the services. Like we're going to, mm. everything will feel a unique way. And that's the fun part of church. Like, mm. oh, the 6 p.m. is this way, 4 p.m. is this way, children's. I, I, I love it. I'm excited. Yeah. And so, hey, on behalf of Coastline and the Coastline team, thanks for listening and uh, hope to see you next week. And what is it? Every week, week after, after that. that. Every week after <laughs> hey, that. Hey, come join us next week. And every week after that, <laughs> okay, yeah. that's good to see you.